What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 29 of the Barbell CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dewar. And today we're going to talk all about dieting, but you're going to get the perspective of one of my close friends, as well as a client uh, who is an ex-athlete, a college athlete, baseball player, uh, has been in shape uh, and then post-college career, gained weight when real world hit, uh, has yo-yoed and uh crash diet throughout the past three to four years, has done everything from low carb to paleo and has been up and down. And we're going to go over how the last 16 weeks or so has been a drastic shift in the way he thinks about nutrition, specifically uh, how he frames himself for the long-term progress, how he's focusing on macros instead of uh, excluding certain food groups, how he's attacking his training differently. And this is something that we've been wanting to have uh, me and Caesar here to discuss because I feel his story is very uh, relatable to a lot of you out there who have busy jobs. He works 12 to 14 hours a week, has two young kids, uh, is a family man, but also, you know, has different injuries he has to work around. So, this is all about his journey, and I'm excited to have him on here. He's a great guy, great friend, and we're going to jump into that. But first, you're going to hear a lot about the Renaissance Periodization or RP Diet app, and we are both big fans of it. I got him turned on to it way back. He wanted to learn more about nutrition. Uh, the Renaissance Periodization app, you can go to rp.app slash coach slash j2fit. You can save 33% on that, and it's $9.99 per month, and Unlike things like my fitness pal or lose it or track it or whatever you want, it's not just something where you count your calories. This is a complete shift in the way you think about how you're counting your macros. Uh, it's more than just a calculator. It is an entire system and we'll go into it more. Uh, and I could sit here and preach about why I love it, but it'd be really great for you guys to stick around and hear why Caesar has really found a great success in this. Not only losing weight, but more importantly, keeping it off. This is somebody who, again, has been able to lose 30, 40 pounds only to go right back up in weight. And then somebody's done that throughout the course of uh, his post-college career as an, as an adult. And uh, we've been able to lose weight, keep it off. He feels great. His energy's coming back. Uh, all aspects of his life, he says, are feeling better. Thanks to just changing the way he thought about food and the way he thought about dieting. So that is the RP uh, Renaissance periodization diet app. Then lastly, uh, want to show note sponsor here to the 10,000 training gear. Uh, if you guys follow me on social media, that's where I get all of my shorts, my pants, training tanks, everything. And if you're looking for, uh, man, if you're looking for something that is reliable, something that fits great, stays in place, it's durable. I mean, I wear these when I do all my squatting, like I'm squatting every day now. So I, I basically live in these things. I love them. Uh, now let's get nicer out. You know, I'll go out when I used to, you know, do a little bit more running or I'll do hills. They stay in place when I do my Muay Thai. I even wear them sometimes as swim trunks. They dry really quick. They have pockets where I can leave the house. I put my key and um, I can. they're made to have a key, a phone, and some money or a wallet in there. Um, so you don't have to really have anything. So you guys can check that out and you can always get 15% off, always online. Uh, sometimes they have different sales too. 15% off with the code the J uh, sorry with the code the barbell CEO 
the the J2 Fit is my training brand, and that's typically our handle. But again, the code the barbell CEO is where you can save 50% from 10,000. So without further ado, we're gonna jump in here. Uh, I'm excited to have this discussion. And if you guys wanna see the full video, you can go to my YouTube. It's just YouTube slash J2Fit. You can check this out. You can see Caesar. It's uh, a new thing we're gonna be doing here where we uh, are airing the episode here in video and with audio. So again, stick around and let's get down to it. All right, Caesar, what's going on, man? Hey, it's, it's going well, man. <laughs> cool. Weather's so, getting better. What's here. that? So, so weather's getting better here in Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah. It's Ohio's getting nice too. Um, but thanks for joining me today. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get in and talk about you and your background and, you know, kind of what, what you started with in your fat loss journey and, and really hope that people who are listening to this or watching this can take a lot of what you've, what you've kind of learned throughout the process, the mindset changes, all that, uh, to make better impactful moves in their own life. So tell us a little bit, I guess, about kind of your beginning in fitness uh, in terms of working out, what was kind of your background? Yeah, so, you know, just, just to give you my life journey. So I, I, I grew up playing sports, um, specifically baseball. Uh, and, that's an, and, and that's an essence where, where my fitness journey started. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you in the whatever 34 years that I have on this earth, I think there's only been maybe the between the age of 18 to 21 was the only year that I that I didn't struggle with like weight and so forth. So my whole life has definitely been around like fluctuations in weights and, and educating myself um, from from a physical like from a working out perspective. Um, but that's where it started. And and then um, I, I I played sports all throughout high school. I also played in college um, for division two school back, back East. Uh, and then post-college um, I went into finance um, and, and, and I've been in my current company for about 10 years, uh, well, almost 11 years now. And then I also continued to, uh, you know, work out that somewhat stopped and started throughout, uh, but then also still playing baseball as well. Okay. And then, so let's kind of back up to your athletic days. So when you were, when you're doing that, what were your workouts back then? Uh, and then kind of how do they change post that to being an adult, having a family and working? Yeah. So when I started, so going into high school, I, I never hit, I didn't hit my growth spurt to really late. So I was this like five, two, five, three. I don't remember my weight, but I was definitely pudgy um, and, 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 and fat, you would say um, my, and to that point, it was all like baseball activities, your old school, like calisthenics, cardio and things like that. There wasn't tons of like weight training then. Uh, but my junior year in high school, um, one of my buddies who ended up playing professional baseball, uh, he started getting ready from a weight training perspective uh, because he was going into to a top division one school. Uh, so he, he we, we, we got a personal trainer. So he got a personal trainer and my dad, you know, made the same investment. So we started lifting weights with a personal trainer. Um, and it was this like private practice in New Jersey. We lived in New York at the time. Uh, and that trainer was primarily focused around, you know, working out and things like that. But they also, he also gave us a few tips on, on dieting. Now it was old school crash diet, like you can tell that I wasn't consuming tons of macros because these workouts were extremely hard. Um, but it started there and it was your prototypical, very beginner types of workouts. Um, 
you come in, start with dumbbells. So you, you instead of going right into the barbell for, for benches, it will, you start with, um, with, with dumbbells and so forth. Um, there was some, you know, some, some type of cardio that we would do, but it wouldn't be your traditional, like run on a treadmill. It would be, okay, well, you're going to do some sleds and stuff like that. So that's where I really started lifting weights. Um, so, and then I launched, I lost a bunch of weight, hit my growth spurt. Uh, so by the time I got into senior year, I was about, you know, six feet tall, about a hundred and like 68 pounds. Uh, and that's what I went into college. And then when I went into college, um, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting because I started at a junior, even though I went to a D2 school, I started at a junior college. Um, so we, the, the, the weight program was pretty much assigned to us. We didn't necessarily have like a quote unquote strength, strength coach. Uh, but it was very much like general weightlifting, like nothing crazy uh, and, and no Olympic lifts or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, so my first couple of years, it was it was that plus, you know, eating and, you know, take starting to take protein more, more, more often. So I went my first couple of years from like 168 pounds to about 186 pounds. That was by the end of my sophomore year. And then my junior year. I then went um, to college. I went to the University of New Haven. We had a proper strength coach. So then you started building in some more of the Olympic lifts um, and, and more of the complicated things. So by the time I was done with college and I graduated college, I was about six feet tall, 202 pounds. So about 40 pounds or so in a four-year span. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. And, do you, and how do you, do you think that was a, a majority of muscle or do you think it was a mixture of both? So it, it was, I think it was, it was, my body was development, developing obviously, and then muscle. It for sure it was muscle. Like I, I was 200 pounds and, and I had abs, you know, not, not maybe a six pack, but I had a four pack. Yeah. Um, I would tell you though, because I grew so fast, um, I did get hurt a lot in college though. And I don't know if that played a role. Like, I, I mean, I was a person that was fit, constantly working out. Like I would go to practice for like four or five hours and then go work out for like an hour or two. Um, so I don't know if my body couldn't keep up with it. So I, like, I had pull hamstrings, I had a couple of surgeries and so forth. Um, but it was, it was definitely muscle that I had put on over those years. But I think part of that was also my body was starting to mature. Mm -hmm. So to put on 40 pounds of muscle, that's 10 pounds a year, right? I mean, the rate is great. And obviously you were young. What were the nutrition guidelines or things you were doing? I know you're probably people at that point are just eat, they're just eat more. Do you yeah. have a it, recollection? It was, I tell you what, like my dieting was not good. Like it was just eat whatever. And, and yeah. the thing is, the great part about back then is your metabolism is so fast and you're doing, and you're burning so many calories. It doesn't matter if I go to McDonald's and spend $10 in a dollar menu and have like four McChickens and, and burgers and things like that. So I definitely ate a lot for sure. Like throughout the day. Now, did I track my food? No. Um, was it all healthy? Probably not, but um, I, I'm sure that having so many calories in a day definitely contributed to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's actually a, there's a documentary. There's a guy who uh, ate McDonald's for, I think it was either six months or a year. Yeah, I remember that. And he, right, but he, it, was a, it was a showing that obviously food quality is important, but people think McDonald's is bad, but he had McDonald's for every meal for like either a half a year, a year, but he was controlling calories and he ended up losing weight. His like blood pressure came down as cholesterol. It was like every, every marker of fitness improved and he was eating McDonald's, yeah. you know, yeah. and then you have like the other part, I think there's a trainer who basically just ate fast food 
and just ballooned a bunch of uh, weight up just to kind of like show that that it's bad but it's at the end of the day which i think is cool the conversation we get into is it's like calories i know it's so like cliche and so straightforward of like it's it's really math like it comes down to eat more to gain eat less and then obviously there's macros which i think is big um yeah so okay so you get out of college super muscular then you hit the real world what was that first year like transitioning from working out six hours a day having you know top coaches training being able to eat whatever to then work well man so look i go into work and you know the company that i work from i'm, I'm working anywhere from 12 to 14 hours a day right and this has been from the jump and and it fluctuates but from the jump um you know a, a very competitive company i'm very grateful for all of the opportunities that that i've gotten from it because i've learned a lot but what i would tell you what i struggled the most with once i once i got out of college was getting to the gym like i didn't necessarily have a motivation at that point because my whole life when i started going to the gym it was like okay well i'm going to the gym so that i can hit the baseball far, further and so that i can throw harder and so that i can run so I would go into the gym um, with, and, and with what I've learned for five, six years of weightlifting and try to program my own, my own kind of workout and so forth. And, but I struggled and, I, and, I, and, it, and, it, and it was a really, for a long time, it was a struggle for me to consistently go to the gym. Like I would have points where I would go for a few months and then after a while, I would just stop. Um, so it was definitely a struggle right out of, right out of college. And, and it's the main reason why I went from, you know, the 200 pounds, you have probably 10% body fat or something like that to 240 pounds all fat. Right. Um, and that, and, and, and it was, and it was a struggle to, for me to find the motivation to go to the gym. I think at one point, and, and that's something that, to be honest, I've struggled my whole career into the last couple of years um, where I've really started to change my fitness journey a little bit. And, and we can get into like why that happened. Um, but for me, it was definitely a struggle getting to the gym post post uh, college. And I just literally just worked the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then what was nutrition like? Was it still kind of seafood, eat food? No, it was, it was a little bit more tamed. Now it wasn't like, it, it, I, I did try to eat a little bit more healthy without like any science to it, you know, more vegetables during the week, but then you would go on the weekends and typical, like you would just binge eat and you, you eat and drink and so forth. Um, so, so the, the, the food piece wasn't like it was before because I did start seeing my metabolism, um, uh, uh, really like start to go not be as fast as it used to be. Now, I would say there was periods where I would crash diet and then go to the gym for like three months, lose a bunch of weight. And then after that, stop doing that and then gain all that weight back right back. So I've had a lot of like, I've gone up 40, I've gone down 40 and, and, and it's happened a number of times in the past 11 years. Okay. So when you, uh, how, what are you defining by a crash diet? What are kind of the things you would do to lose that weight? So crash diet would be like pretty much removing any carbs that you had. Um, yeah. For sure, I, I didn't have, um, I don't know how many calories I was consuming, but I guarantee you my, my daily caloric deficits was way under normal. normal. Um, and that would be pretty much it. So like I would have, I would wake up in the morning, you know, maybe have some eggs, uh, you know, and no bread with maybe some meat for lunch, it would be 
just like plain vegetables or like lettuce without dressing and some meat. And then that would be the same thing for dinner. Uh, and that was kind of my old school way of doing it. And that's actually how I somewhat dieted um, that one junior year that I told you about when I first started. Um, but that was in essence what I consider to be a, a crash diet. And it, so it obviously works, right? Crash dieting, uh, you're basically restricting your calories and it works for a certain point. Um, what was kind of, you know, so you crash diet, you lose the weight, right? And I see this a lot when people reach a goal and they're like, what next, right? You lost the weight. And, and that period where you're losing weight, like a diet phase, a fat loss phase, or a strategic bulking or muscle gain phase. There's a phase in between called the maintenance phase, which now you know about. Yep. Right. But, and I think it's important to talk about that phase, uh, but maybe where you were at in there. So you finish your diet, you hit your goal. Did you just kind of say, okay, I, I'm here. What next? And you go back to it. And that's why you rebounded. Well, to be honest, it was exhausting. Yeah. Like, like, like getting to your goal was so exhausting. It was just like, I'm going to the gym and I hate being at the gym because I'm, I'm lifting these weights, but I'm exhausted getting through this. So at the, at the end of these diets, I was just so mentally exhausted that I was just like, I just want to go back to normal. And then what that would mean is, is that, you know, now you go in from a mass, probably a massive, you know, caloric deficit on a day on day basis to a massive surplus, right? It wasn't like that middle ground. And then on top of that, you're also like, oh my God, these past three months were so exhausting at the gym. Like, I don't think I want to go to the gym for a little bit. And let me take a two week break. But then that two week break, you go back and you go in for a day or two and you're like, okay, well, let me take another break. So that's kind of how that, 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 that's what would happen to me. So I would be exhausted after a diet. Um, so then, you know, then at that point, your weight starts going up again. And then next thing you know, you're, you're six months after your diet and you're, the 40 pounds that you're lost, you're now back 20 pounds up. Um, and then it's kind of like that, that vicious cycle that at some point you're like, Oh, well, I'm fat again, pants are getting tight. Now I got to go back to, you know, dieting again. So you, you would do that like, and it would be over the course of a number of years and you're always fluctuating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely the more common method I see working with clients. Um, and it, I mean, it's tough because it's, I get the appeal. Um, but you know, we'll go into kind of the new you and your intake, your kind of how you f see the past 12 weeks have been, how diet fatigue is set in or it hasn't set in. Um, all right. So, so now we're here. Uh, and what was kind of the catalyst where, cause I've known you now for a couple of years, yeah. mutual friends we've, we've met. What was the catalyst of like, okay, I need to get my shit together. I need to try yeah. something different. Yeah. So, so I think, so I, I have, I have two kids now. So, um, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter and a soon to be a uh, two-year-old daughter. Um, and, you know, and I'm obviously married as well. Uh, and for me, I think where it started happening is I started to realize that one, my weight kept like fluctuating and I'm like, I don't understand how I can consistently keep this off. But the other piece was that, I was always tired. So I, and I remember when I first started working, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was hard, but I would take a week or two off and then I'll be good for another three months, four months before I needed a vacation. Um, this time around, I got to the point that I'm like, 
I just took a vacation, literally my first day of work, and I'm exhausted again. So I'm starting to see those things. And then, uh, you know, a few years ago, like you said, we have a mutual friend. So we went to a wedding. Um, and then obviously we were all part of the wedding. So it's you our and a few of our mutual friends. And I started listening to you guys speak and, you know, in terms, and you guys are fit and I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm like the fat guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and then the other piece was we're, we're at this place and this is supposed to be a quote unquote vacation. And you guys are going to go do hill sprints for fun. So, um, so, and so it was one of those things where it was kind of like an, like a life changing moment because then you, you, you started talking about, Hey, you know, some of this stuff, it's, it takes time, you know, it's, it's all about consistency and, and things like that. So that's somewhere, somewhat where it first started. And then from there, uh, what I started saying to myself was, like, okay, well, I know there's a bunch of things that I have to do. My overall goal is I want to be fit, but I don't want to just be fit because I want to be fit. I want to be fit because I want to have energy to play with my kids. I want to have energy to, um, to be able to do the things that I love doing. But then on top of that, by me having more, this energy will also help me be more productive at work. Um, but I said, this is just too much. Like, and it's, and like you guys said, you got to break it down. And I think Dario, um, shout out to Dario from origin, check out his gym in San Francisco if you're ever there. But he, he gave me, he, he, he recommended this book called compound effect. And, and as a finance guy, you know, the compound effect makes sense when it comes to finance. I never thought about actually applying that to life and basically what it talks about is just you start with one small thing and then that one small thing is gonna you know balloon into a number of things so that's you know so i started listening to that to that book um so the, the wedding was in june uh in the summertime i just started listening to books you know just really educating starting to educate myself and i said okay well now I'm, I'm, I want to start doing this. And for me, what I said to myself is two things. One, you're going to do things. The, 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 the purpose of this is to really change your lifestyle because everything else will fall in place. But then two, this has to be a learning experience. And I have to really learn throughout, which that then means is that I might do things that I will more than likely fail at. And I, and I did. And for sure I did. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're successful, this is going to be life-changing and it's, and it's going to really change the way that your outlook goes. So, so that's kind of how it started. We can get in through the journey, um, but that somewhat answers your questions of how, how things started and things started changing around. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, when you said taking it as like a learning experience, you know, I deal with clients all the time and we obviously take these baby steps, but even hearing that, I'm like, I never really thought about it that way. Right. Cause obviously everyone wants success and they want it now and being okay with that failure. Cause failing is still learning. Right? Like, Hey, we learned that. Okay. Maybe we, uh, we, sh we messed up the macros this week. Let's adjust them. Like that's just part of the process. So right? there's no way around that. Um, and when you reframe it as like, you know, it's a learning experience. I mean, there's like an investments I've made bad investments. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's all part of it. And what I would say is, is, and this is the thing, and, you know, and, and obviously like the information that you give me, me and, and your Instagram is like super helpful with your weekly, like Q and A's, like all of those things are amazing and it's great information in there. But one of the things that also helped me change is like, why do I have to rush? Like I'm going to live another 60, 70 years. So if I fail for a couple of months, it's fine because I have, 
you know, God knows how many more months to eventually hit these goals. Um, so that was a bit of a change in mindset. Um, and then in terms of like, after that, what I said was, is okay, there's a lot of things that are going on and, and, and I'm listening to you, you know, your Instagram, your podcast, talking about dieting, a lot of good tips in there. Like, for example, like you put me onto the RP strength app, you talk about, you know, programming, you talk about some of these other things and a lot of information that was super helpful. And, but what I said was, is I gotta, I gotta start. There's some, there's one thing I have to start at, right? I know dieting is a big component of this and I absolutely recognize that I have to address it. But I said, you know what, but I have to start with going to the gym. And, 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 and that's where I feel I will start getting my energy back. And then all of the body changes and all those things will happen once I get to my dieting component. So I started going to the gym. I started thinking about going to the gym. And then I looked back at my life and I said, okay, well, I've been to the gym before. I've tried all hours of, of the day. So I've tried doing it, you know, before at 5 a.m. before I go to work. I've tried doing it after work. I've actually done it in, 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 in the middle of my work day. So I said, where do I feel that I've been the most successful at trying to stay consistent going to the gym? And for me, that was during my workday. Now, again, I work in finance and it's a very fast paced environment. So I had to figure out how to carve that into my workday. Um, and what I did is I said, okay, well, maybe I'll start a little bit later or maybe I'll start a little bit, uh, uh, start a little bit earlier and then, or, and, and end a little bit later. And then what the way I started was, is I'm just going to start going to the gym, but I'm going to start with once a day for 30 minutes. That's how I'm going to start my habit. I'm going to go once a day from 30 minutes. And then that rolled into once a day for, you know, sorry, twice a week for 30 minutes each time and so forth. And then that then ultimately built into me going, you know, four or five times a week. Um, so that's kind of, you know, where, where things went. And then from there, once I had this, this, this cadence of going to the gym, the next piece that I looked to address was my programming. Cause I was okay, well, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to program. So that's where, again, listening, like reading books and things like that is super helpful. So I know, you know, Mike Barbeau put me on to um, starting strength, you know, uh, which was a great like beginners, like programming book. Um, so I did that for a few. Uh, and, you know, after a point, I started hitting a cap. Uh, and then but but and then after that, you know, I got into the dieting component. Um, and then from there, it just started getting us to where we're at today. And I can go into that a little bit more. Yeah. And I, you know, when you, as you're speaking, there is a podcast episode uh, by Nick Shaw, who's our, our Renaissance periodization, who makes the RP diet app. We'll kind of get into what that is, but uh, he was with Dr. Mike Isertel on there and they were talking and they made an analogy of, you know, if you're trying to climb Everest, because everyone's diet is like this unachievable mountain they're trying to climb, whether it's 20 pounds, 30, hundred, 200, no matter how much it is, everyone views it as that's their mountain. What's interesting is if we said, hey, we're going to go climb this mountain and you are going to do it in three months, most people, most sensible people would think, okay, I'm going to start for going for some walks. I'm going to maybe do a three mile hike and then, you know, maybe a five mile hike. And they're just building their tolerance up so that they can take that big undertaking. But what happens in the diet world, which is weird, is that if we say I want to lose 30 pounds, instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to focus on losing eight pounds. I'm going to lose eight pounds. I'm going to keep it off for a couple of weeks, which you did. And then we'll see where we're at. 
mm-hmm. whereas other people they just want to go straight straight to the top and it just yeah. you know no one's ever climbed a big mountain like that and survived or or you know bad things haven't had a recourse so it's interesting to uh just to reiterate that because you basically went through that you you saw this huge mountain to climb you found okay how can i get one mile down the road well yep. you pick the, the low-hanging fruit and then you just start building from there yep yep and then i mentioned earlier that there were things that i that i did that i knew i was going to fail at um so there was definitely things with with working out but dieting was one that i failed at a lot um and what so this is probably about a, a year into this journey. You know, I got to, Hey, you got a good dieting book. You give me RP strength, right? Um, or Renaissance diet 2.0. And, uh, I'm reading this book, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to start reading this book. And I know it says for me to go slow, but you know what? Let me do a crash diet. <laughs> let me, let me just see how it goes. Like, let me, like, I know I've experienced this, Yeah. but let me see how it goes. Experience um, but- it with a little more science. Yeah. With knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I get in, so I start doing the whole 30 and, and, and for, and yeah, some people might say it's not crash diet for me, anything that limits you, like, and there's only specific things that you can eat. Like that's a fab diet, crash diet, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I did it for about a month and I lost like 20 pounds and I'm like, okay. But as I'm reading this book, I'm also being self-aware. I'm going to the gym and I'm tired again. And, and, and this is like, and this is, you know, and, and I'm now starting to lift heavier weights and, and, and I'm exhausted when I go to the gym. Now, luckily I build this gym habit that even if I was tired, I was going to always go. So I, I, I knew that, you know, it was, so I learned that. Okay. At that point, like, look, this, this doesn't work because you don't have energy to go to the gym. And even though you want to lose weight, you still need to have energy to go to the gym. And then after I finished reading the book, I said, okay, well, let's see how this goes. So I'm going to try to do, you know, a pseudo um, somewhat maintenance on my own and so forth. And, you know, rightfully so. So I was done with, uh, you know, I was done with the diet at the end of February. By the time September came around, I was back to, you know, the 20 pounds that I had lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a learning experience. And then at that point, that's where, you know, I started talking to you a little bit more and starting to say, okay, man, now going into 2021, there's two things we got to do. Let's do some programming. Let's get a program, you know, that, that, that will help me. And then two, let's, let's start really using this RP diet app to, to help kind of, um, improve on my dieting. Yeah. And I, I think that as you were speaking, I was, it sounds like you're not somebody who, is uh, who struggles with losing weight, right? There's people who struggle with just like losing weight and keeping it off. And then there's Mm -hmm. people who are actually pretty good with losing weight pretty quickly. Like, I mean, you lost what, 20 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, you've lost 40 pounds. Like, you know how to lose weight. It's just that uh, I guess you're you're doing it in ways that are a little more extreme. Um, But the big thing, and then when we started is, listen, I'm not worried that you're not disciplined enough, like to lose 30 pounds or 40 pounds and the rate that you did like, I know mentally you're just like willpower, like you're just going to get there, right? You're going to mm-hmm. put your pedal to metal and just go no regard for anything in the future. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, there is something, I guess, okay with that. Cause I know you work hard, but the, when we met, it was like, listen, I want you to just try and lose 10 pounds, but the catch is we can only gain one or two back. 
right? And I remember you were like, all right, 10 pounds? Okay, I guess I can do that. And I'm like, but we better not gain anything back, right? And, uh, and it seems simple, which, you know, we'll see if it was simple on your end, but um, it's, it's important to note that because I deal with so many people who have went down and up and down and up. And at some point, you got to be like, there's got to be a different way. Yeah. And here's another thing that I also learned in this journey too, which is still going and will still keep going. So I personally, in my head, prepared myself for failure and, and because I wanted it to be a learning experience. But what I also learned is that you got to talk, you, you got to do business with the people that know this stuff, right? Because at the end of the day, you can learn but so much. And at some point, you're going to tap out, right? Like it just doesn't matter. And, and it started happening. Even in that two-year journey, there was a couple of like, where it somewhat started getting sad was when I called you and I was like, Mike, like we got to figure this out. Um, and you need it because like for sure, you know, I, I know we, 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 we're not done yet with, you know, the, the, the 12-week program, but for sure, me looking at that program that you put together compared to the program that I makeshift put together night and day. Like I told you this and I told you this while I was working out, like, I feel like I'm getting a workout in. I feel like not only am I, I'm losing weight, but I'm getting stronger, but I also feel all around I'm becoming more fit and more healthy. Like I remember, you know, I would be working out last summer and, you know, to go play baseball and I had soldier surgery and I would start throwing and I was working out four or five times a week and my shoulder would hurt. And I don't know why. And after this program, me doing this, I'm back to playing baseball. My shoulder doesn't hurt. So, you know, I learned that you sometimes need folks that, that have the background on this and their help is going to, you're going to be able to maximize your potential through that. And it's the same thing with, with the dieting component too. And then at the end of the day, when you really think about it, it's not a crazy expense. And regardless, even if you see it as an expense, you should actually see it as an investment. Because for me, like, for example, since we started this journey, you know, a couple of years ago, and, and I know like we, we've been doing more one-on-one -on -one coaching in the past, you know, three to four months, but to be honest, you somewhat been my coach for two years. You just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the, the amount of things that I've been able to get back promotions, like uh, better performance in athletics to better parents, like, like the, the, whatever money you have to pay for it, the return on that investment is, 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 is totally worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome to hear, man. That's, and I think that's the hard part for people to starting out, right, is to look forward because they're probably in a mindset of like they failed, they're sick of failing, they kind of, you know, they're in a bad mental spot. And it's hard to, to look kind of outside of where you are at and be, hey, like you can be on the other side of this, right? And that's hopefully by hearing this, because, you know, you're obviously, you've been up and down you've, you know, been an athlete and you've gained a bunch of weight. It's, it's just a little more real of a story. Um, so I hope people, when they hear this, they know that there is another way, yep. you know, and a lot of people succeed who are just, just like you, they work a job, they have a kids, they, they have a family, um, you know, so it's definitely an attainable thing. So let's talk about what happens. So now you, Right. So you've, you've, you've done the cross diets, you've started working out. You, that's working out kind of was your, when we started, I'll call like, I, I kind of have to pick like a backbone when I start with people. Like what is, what is the thing I know that like they're going to do and I don't have to really fight that battle. And for you, it was working out. 
Like I knew if I put it on paper and I gave you good advice and direction how to do it, you were going to do it. Like there was no questions asked. This guy's going to the gym. So that was great, right? Um, then we talked about attrition. And at this point, you already read the Renaissance periodization stuff. So you were kind of aware of it. You know, obviously we've been working together in the past and I was a huge fan. If you guys aren't familiar with that is, um, it's a, it's a mobile app. It's a coaching app, Renaissance periodization. It's the RP diet apps in the store. Um, and it's, it's not like a, my fitness pal. I mean, a lot of people know my fitness pal, they count the calories, but this was definitely a macro tracker. So carbs, protein, fats, which inadvertently, when you do that, you'll still count calories in a sense. Um, but I guess tell me which. Oh, by the way, I tried doing this on my fitness pal. Yeah, and I failed miserably. Like the app it's, was a total game changer. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, I, I it'd be cool to hear like kind of your your couple main takeaways of like you know my fitness pal or lose it or whatever because those are all trackers. This is a tracker, but it's also like a planner, a coach. Uh, you know, there's algorithms that will change week to week. So it's it's basically like having a human there. Um, yeah. so what were kind of your main takeaways? Cause you've obviously played both, both ends of it. Yeah. And I think so a lot of I, people live in that area. Specifically like the diet approach or the app. Um, I guess a little bit of both. Cause okay. yeah. Cause yeah, one just right. focuses so, on calories in general. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe let's do the, 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 the differences between the two. Um, what I would say is, so one, I think from the tracking mechanism, it's, it's awesome, but they both track, right? Some of the game changer items I would say is I never thought about my weight in average. And I, and I think the RP strength diet does that extremely well. Um, the, the RP app. And uh, so weight by average means, so when you stand on a scale today, say you're 200 and then three days from now you're 201 people are, and then you do that over the course of eight weeks, it play, your weight's going to fluctuate. So it finds that mean average over time. Right. It, Exactly. So that, that was super helpful. And what was funny was, is even as I'm doing this, I say, okay, I know how I'm feeling today. I know my weight might probably be up, or I think I ate this yesterday. Like this is going to cause this. Yeah. So I think that's, that's definitely something that's super helpful. I, I also feel that once you put a goal, you put your weights on your, your weight on there and what you're trying to do. What's also super helpful is it spits out, your macros and what they should look like and but then it breaks it up throughout your day um which for me was super beneficial it says okay well caesar how many times a day do you want to eat i said four times a day it shows you how things should be split out um throughout throughout the the, the day like you know something like for example like post-workout meals typically you know I, I forgot what the term is called but you can you know you should be having a few more carbs i'm, I'm sure you know this yeah, um yeah and so forth um, because of the state that your body's at post, post the workout. So it was super helpful for that. Uh, and it was simple too, because like, I feel like in, in, um, in the, the, my fitness power app, I got to go find chicken. And then once I find chicken, I got to make sure it's the right one. And then kind of move from there where in the RP strength app, you just put chicken breast and then it helps you calculate. Now, obviously, you know, with anything, it's, 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 it's an estimate, but then they're take, trying to take certain things into consideration. So that, that part was, was super helpful and super beneficial. And then the second, the, the last part that I felt was helpful was exactly what you said, that it starts tracking your progress. So then every single week, it makes recommendations and it tells you, well, look, you got to eat more or you got to eat less or repeat the previous week. So those were the three things that I found helpful from the app itself. Mm -hmm. um, 
in terms of the actual like dieting journey for me for, first i had to get used to the fact that i'm not going to get on the scale one day and then see the scale drop eight pounds in three days like that was the first thing that i had to get used to but for me also i know it and i, and I listen to the podcast you know and i also listen to you as well like it talks about like hunger management I feel like because I was hitting my right macros and I had the right amount of calories, I didn't have a hunger problem, right? Like I knew based off, once I got the calories to the right level that I needed to be at, I knew, you know, cause my meals were always spread out at the same time. I'm usually pretty good at that. I knew that these macros that I'm, that I'm consuming right now. And I think my macros were like 45 to 50 grams of, of protein, um, like anywhere from 10 to 20 grams of fat and then like 35 grams on like the non-post-op uh, yeah. you know, workout like meal. Per, like per meal, yeah. Per meal. But I knew that that was just enough to get me to my next meal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but then what was also great about it is that I also had enough energy when I would go into the gym that I wasn't exhausted. So, you know, I would go into the gym, I would do a full-blown workout, I wasn't tired, um, obviously I felt like I had a good exercise in and so forth. So that was the other part that I felt was, was awesome. And I think part of that was because I started having this somewhat focus on macros and, and the fact that I started now getting, you know, I'm doing less fat, which I think is, which I don't really care much for fat. I actually really like carbs, like that's yeah, yeah. one of my things, <laughs> but because I have more carbs in my diet now, like I have more energy to go work out. And then the other piece that was also somewhat motivating to me, and I think I sent you a couple of pictures is. I got to get to the gym because then I get a post-workout meal, which has tons of carbs. In it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that was, that was the great part about it. And, you know, and, and it also, I think, you know, through this journey, like it, it, because you're seeing constant progress and it's not like these eight pounds or 10 pounds, you see like a pound or two. If you have a week where you come in and you're like a pound up or, or two pounds up, you, you're not worried about it because you know you're going to make it up. So that was, you know, that was super insightful. And then I've been on maintenance now for about a month um, afterwards. And, you know, and my weight is pretty much stagnant. Like I'm probably up one or two pounds here and there. Um, so, so when I got off this diet, not like other diets, I didn't go and binge eat. I didn't go and, you know, go and get four pints of ice cream and mm-hmm. have pizza the whole day. Like I just went back to somewhat normal eating, and even to the point that, I'm probably going to still lose weight because my quote unquote maintenance is, is still, it's a lot of calories for me at least. Right. Yeah. Um, but I still feel like I'm sustaining it uh, even post post the, the, the diet. Now here's another thing too, because of patients and I've learned through this is like, I kind of, I, I'm still haven't hit my weight goal. Right. Cause we talked about um, whether my body scale was right or not, it said that I was at 22% body fat and we want to get down to 15. And we knew that it was going to take us multiple um, kind of diets, cutting phases to get to that. Yeah. Um, now I really wanted to continue because I was like, man, I'm doing so good on this cut. Let me just keep going. But I said, you know what, like this is a process. So I'm going to go into maintenance for same amount of time, three months. And then hopefully some point in July or August, I, you know, I go back to cutting. Yeah. And I think it's, so there's a there's a good podcast, and I know we're plugging a lot of Renaissance Periodization just because like I'm a huge fan of them. Um, I've been using their app for a while. I'm a huge advocate of it. But they they did with the app right. They have 
hundreds of thousands of users and there was a kind of, they shared some data from it and they basically came down to like the most successful dieters and success was, did they reach their goal or not? Was that like six week group? Then it was a very big, like drop off. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, like a next successful, which was like total weight loss, which obviously they were going for longer was like the 12 week group, yep. which basically you could take from that as like six weeks. If you've never dieted or you've like, you've struggled with it, just focus on like six weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And then if you know you're somebody who's done a couple six weeks, right? Maybe you've done a six and you're like, okay, I'm gonna extend it two or three more weeks. I'll go eight to nine. You were good there. If you can push to that 12, you can have really good benefits, but a lot of people make the decision that they're just going to go 12 weeks right out of the gate. And that's kind of where you were at in the beginning. And I was like, Hey, listen, like, I know you can lose weight in 12 weeks. That's not the issue. You've shown it. The issue is I don't want to get to that same point where then you reach the end of your diet and you're like, I've been dieting for 12 weeks. My metabolism shit. I'm hungry. I can't work out. Screw it. I'm going to do this. Right. Cause as much as we all want to think we're strong and we're like mentally tough, we have a finite amount of mental like willpower and energy. Right. And, and if you compound that with work, family relationships, there's only so much you can, you can put into your diet. Right. So starting small like that's awesome. And now you've obviously learned, you're like, Hey, I've done yeah. six weeks. I can do six weeks again. Okay. Let's try eight weeks next time. Yeah. And then here's, here's one thing that I would tell you too. Like, the other thing is, is you're not going to be perfect to this thing. And that's the other great part about the app too. The fact that you see your adherence to it. So I mm-hmm. was like, I, I want to say I was like at a 92%. Which is super um, awesome. Like anything in the 90s is awesome. Which, which to me, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent guy. So I'm just like, Oh, I think most know? people when they diet, they want to be a hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, listen, I can I get very lean when I cut and I'm, I'm maybe 88 to 90 but it's because yeah. I'm, I'm taking my time. And if you take your time, you don't have to be perfect all the time. Exactly. You know? and and then, that's, and then, yeah. And then what I was going to say was, is I was going to say is, is I was that, but then the other part about it, the flexibility, yeah. like, yeah, I, I went over sometimes because I wanted to get a drink um, or, or let's say I wanted to have a, a drink or a cocktail and I can fit them within my quote unquote calories for the day. But I knew that I was going to have less carbs or less fat because of that. So the flexibility of what you can do with it was another thing that I really enjoyed. Um, but then you also like, yes, you, you do, you are like focused more on what you're eating, but you have so much flexibility and it doesn't stop your life because, you know, like you've shown in your Instagram, like you've been cutting and you have a beer or you have a drink. Now, can you, like we talked about and you said, can you go and binge drink all day or binge eat all day? No. Like you got to make sure that you tame that, but there is that flexibility there. If you do have a craving for certain things that you can do it, but you have to make sure that, 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 that it's minimal. Yeah. And I think that's, that's huge. And, and the drinking is a, uh, I get the question, right? Cause everyone's like, Oh, how do I drink on this diet? And when we had this discussion and, you know, obviously you can't binge drink. However, the side note, I was out with our, our friend, uh, Mike this past weekend and, and I'm in week four of the diet. I'm hitting my steam. I feel great, but it was a conscious decision. I'm like, listen, I'm here for four days. Did I get like rip crazy all the time? No, but we definitely drank and it kind of threw my macros off. But the great thing is that I'm not like in a rush to lose these, this weight. Like I know as long as I'm headed in that weight direction, whether it's, you know, 
11 weeks, 12 weeks or 13 weeks, I'm going to get there. So you allow yourself like, Hey, listen, I'm going to these three or four days, I'm going to get after it. And then I just will push that online out. And as long as you're trending, I think it's important. And then when you're looking at, you know, how do you fit in alcohol? And we had this conversation was macros are like your budget. We never touch our protein. Like that's like protein is key. Like when you're trying to lose, I guess when I say like losing weight, I really mean losing fat, right? There's a difference between weight loss Mm -hmm. and fat loss, right? If you lose 10 pounds, but 50% of that is fat, well, the other 50 is muscle and your body composition isn't going to change. So the, like we're doing with you is like, I want to lose eight pounds and have seven of that or so, or or six of that be fat. Yep. Um, So, you know, when we look at that, we want to keep protein in there. We want to lift. If you have the macros to fit alcohol in, like for example, a 200 calorie beer, like what I would do is I would just take like 40 grams of my carbs, which, you know, four calories per carb, that's 160. And then I'd strip a couple fat from one of the meals and I'd insert my beer. Yep. Right? I mean, like, do I do it every day? Well, right now I, I might have a beer after dinner and I just have a salad and meat and I don't have my rice. Right. Is it like, am I suggesting people to do that? No, but I mean, it's not, I don't think it's gonna make a big difference. Now at the later stages of my diet, I have to sit there and be like, do I want this double IPA or do I want this bowl of rice? Right. And those are decisions you got to make. But most of the time people don't get to that point in their diet just because they're not like, they're not trying to diet so extreme. Whereas I am, and I think it's important for you, um, you can have those drinks. You just got to budget them in. Yeah, and what I would tell you is, is that is key because the reason I feel that that's key, it's because it, it definitely helps with you not gaining all the weight when you're back and staying consistent. Because the fact is, is that in some diets, they don't let you do any of it. So when you're done with it, you're just like, holy hell, just give me a, you know, half a gallon of black label so I can just down this thing. With this, it's, I'm going to have it, but I'm just going to have a little bit of it because I still have this goal in mind. So my mind, like it, it helps me with my mind. Right. So like, because all this stuff is mental too. So it's like, if I have a little bit of sense of normalcy, it'll help me cope with what I'm at, with where I'm at. And then this way, when I get out of this, I'm not like trying to go crazy, trying to get as many things as I can. Like through this diet, I had bites of pizza. I had my daughters would get fries. I would have a couple of fries. You know, obviously it was all controlled, but it wasn't one of those things, especially me that's like this perfectionist where I was like, oh, like I'm over here. I can't eat rice because I'm doing whole 30. I can only eat potatoes. And my wife is over here eating rice and beans. I'm not going to touch it. Like with this, there was so much flexibility that it definitely made it easy to get through it. Yeah. And I think that's, and whether you use the app or whatever uh, you're using to track, the mindset where, and I, and I agree with you, like I understand the value that people will do the whole 30 or different plans like that. But when you start doing a, a diet where you exclude certain foods, right? Well, if somebody tells me I can't have something, I don't know about you. I'm typically the person where I'm like, well, screw that. I'm going to have that. Right. Yeah. Or I don't want to be at the table where, you know, we, we meet and you're having a drink and I'm, you know, week eight to my diet. And I'm like, I can't have a drink, right? And it's like, well, cool. You have willpower, which is awesome. But is that one drink going to derail eight weeks of hard work? It's like, you know, if you have a, a drink or two, 
And I think the app really did a good job too, is like, if I know I'm going to meet up with you for dinner and I'm going to have, okay, I'm going to have one or two drinks. I know I have to drive home, whatever. Leading up to that meal, I'm going to make sure my macros are on point. I'm going to maybe work out prior, right? Maybe I will skim a little bit from each meal, maybe like 10 calorie or 10 grams of carbs from each meal so that I have a little bit bigger budget, right? And if I'm perfect for four meals in that fifth meal, I'm a little over, that's still an 80% day, which yeah. is great, right? Yep. And I think what most people fall into the trap of is they'll say, oh, I, I'll just go crazy on Saturday night, which, okay, you do. But then Sunday they wake up and they're like, oh, I feel like crap or oh, I'll just start Monday. Yeah. And then Monday happens and they're like, oh, yeah, Monday. And then it just bleeds into Tuesday. Before you know it, it's just a cycle. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. like people are like, oh, I'll start tomorrow. It's like, no, no, let's start the next day. Because if you have, if you do only days, you only got seven opportunities. Yeah. Six out of seven days is, is, I mean, I can't do math that quick, but that's not 80%, I don't think, right? And most people, it's like five out of seven, which is, you know, Friday, Saturday, you're done. Mm -hmm. um, so if you have your meals, four meals a day, seven days, you got 28 opportunities. Yeah, so I think that's the thing to really focus yeah. on. Yep, yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, so you're, you, you succeeded, you kept the weight off the, and the maintenance, how will you describe your maintenance for people who don't know what that is? How would yeah. you describe it? Like in your terms? Yeah. And it'll be good to talk about programming for, you know, for five minutes yeah, yeah. at some point too. Right. Cause I think that's been gained. Like, I mean, maintenance, like, it's for me it's just eating normal because i tell you like my my binge like i've never been like i've never been this this person that during the week i'm always having um mcdonald's or fried food all the time so like for me it's just being able to eat normal in my normal food again so like in this diet i was eating my normal food it was just smaller portions of it right so instead of me having and by the way it's another thing i learned like i, I barely have to weigh stuff now because now i know a scoop is you know whatever four or five grams uh, 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 like a spoon of rice is four or five you know ounces and two spoons is eight or whatever that is um but what i would say is is like it's just going back to normal and and going back into just ensuring that i maintain a steady pace of the foods that i eat now i do still make sure that i'm mindful of my weight so that, that is something that i'm always like tracking like just in case like i do start getting out of control but for me maintenance is just being normal again um and hey like if i'm starting to feel a little bit hungry which usually for me that doesn't happen because now i'm eating more so i can my you know i don't get hungry for a longer time and i want to have potato chips that have 20 grams of carbs in them and so be it right so so maintenance has been actually pretty good and it's good on your mind too because then you start doing these different things on it, and it's a, definitely a good resting uh, component yeah that's that's basically what the, the purpose of the maintenance is i guess a first when you when you go down or when you go up and we if you balk the same idea um, that maintenance allows your body and the hormones and the metabolism to kind of reset and it takes a couple of weeks, which is why people typically like they lose a bunch of weight in the beginning and they gain it back or they hit those diet plateaus. That's typically that body trying to figure that out. And it might take two, three, four, five weeks, depending how long you do it. The second benefit, which I think is just as important is, and you hit nail on the head, was that that maintenance phase, you know, whatever your macros were at the end of your diet, you get 
maybe it's 200, 300, 400 calories more, which that's, that's like a significant amount, but it's not going to push you back over that edge. You just got to hold there. And what that does, it allows you to have a little bit more freedom and flexibility back that you can get your mental, your mental state back. You can say, Hey, I think I'm ready to go at this again because, you know, I'm not saying dieting's easy, right? But there will be a point when your diet's going to get it where you're going to really have to struggle. Like I know deep in my cuts, I mean, I'm, I'm always a little hungry and it sucks, but when you may maintain that weight, you'll be able to then mentally prepare yourself for the next, whatever case you want to be. So I think that's important that you're in that. Um, all right. So uh, programming, let's talk about programming. And then I want to, cause you have a question about, you know, you're here and then you are actually going on vacation. Yep. And this yep. is something that most people, you know, always yeah, ask me in the gym. Yeah. So let's talk about that. I think, look, programming is another component of it. Having, and this is where I'll give you props. Um, <laughs> but like, it doesn't matter. Well, first of all, I think, especially being a former athlete that weight lifted, like, I think you, people need help. Like, and just figure out what that right number, like that, that right dollar figure is for yourself. Now, I also do think that there's things out there and you and I spoke about this. Um, like, for example, for you, you have many different levels of, of, you know, your services that you're offering. And I think you just got to figure out how to make it work. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure for some of the, the costs, especially for some of your services, if you look at what you're doing, you can probably find money within your budget to, uh, to afford it. And you have to think about it as this is an investment. This isn't a, a spend. This isn't a cost. Like this is an investment that you're making that you will get back 10 times fold. So I think for programming, my one advice to folks is definitely get help and figure out what that right help for you is, whether it's you, like you said, like you need to have somebody beyond there, or like you said about me, like maybe you just need somebody to write your program. I think programming is extremely important as well, because one thing that I also learned with going with you is, is the programs that I did before I overloaded way too much. And, and when you, and when I, because I was, I had so much overload that also messes with your mind too, because then you start saying, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I don't think I want to go to the gym and, and being able to have that program, that right program that gives you the right, you know, workload that can, like makes you feel like you're working out, but doesn't make you feel like you're exhausted and you need like a three week break. I think that's extremely important. And I feel that that's something that folks should be doing. So for me, two investments, invest on your, you know, whatever help you need for dieting and then definitely invest on your programming because both of them having those two together, I think are extremely important. And I think it's a major thing of ensuring that you do this for the long haul and it's not just a short term thing. Yeah. And you know, when we, when we talk about like the diet, right. So my fitness pal, I think it's free. And I get a lot of people when I, you know, cause I have the RP diet, people that uh, use the code here, they can get it for $10 a month. Yep. It was just cheap. I mean, that's like two coffees from Starbucks a month. Yeah. Right. But it's, it's just so, it's so wild. Cause I hear people sometimes they're like, well, why would I pay $10 for that? What I can do this. And I'm like, guys, if I could snap my fingers right now and say in 12 weeks, $30, you're down eight pounds, 10 pounds that you've always struggled to keep on and off. Most people. Yes. Right. So we know it works. So it's just, it's something where it's good that, cause I can obviously tell people that, but it's good to hear you saying that who's, you know, been on that flip side and played both sides. 
And then also look at, you know, something that I tell people, like some of these folks work, look at their company benefits. Like, for yeah. example, like what, what, what I'm, you know, going to pay, like what I've, you know, invested in you and you've invested in me in terms of the program. If, as long as I go to gym four or five times a week for a six month span, I'm going to get that reimbursed from my company because of yeah. our insurance. Right. So, but then you also have other things, like you said, your app is around that range too. It's like 10 to 20, whatever the hell it is. Right. Like, like dollars. Right. So like, and that's, those are programs too. And, and that gets updated and you refresh it all the time. And, but it at least gives you some structure on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you don't have to worry about that. Like you, somebody else worries about that for you. And then all you're really doing is just executing on it with, because, and mentally that's a lot easier on, on you than having to do all of these other things. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, it's good to hear you had such a, a great experience. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man, yeah. bro. Um, all right. So let's let's wrap it up real quick with talking about your upcoming trip. And mm-hmm. you were asking me questions about how to attack that getting ready for it. Yeah. So uh, I think yeah, it's going to so, be helpful. So I think the one good thing about being on a cut is, man, like you're, you, you, you're always like, especially towards the end of it, you're like, man, I'm starting to look good, right? Yeah. Um, I think with maintenance, you do, you know, even though my weight has been pretty even, like you, you can tell a little bit, like sometimes you might be a little bit more bloated, right? Um, you know, because maybe you're eating foods that you haven't ate before and so forth. And a lot of it's like water gain, like I said, bloating, water gain, or you're eating more food, there's a little more food sitting around in you. It's going to yeah. clear itself out in the first week. Yeah. And then for me, you know, and I think I, in an ideal state, if I would have planned this properly, I should have probably planned it that my diet, my diet was ending now. Um, and, um, and then, then I went on to my vacation, but that being said, I was like, that's fine because I needed to start. So I started. So what I also know now is, is that I also know that, you know, in essence, your maintenance phase, the ideal scenario is that it's just as long as your cutting phase, right? Mm -hmm. So it does not make sense for you to go cut for three months, right? Maintenance for a month and then go back to it. So I, I know that from a strategy perspective that doing that sometimes decreases you um, yeah. increases your risk of not staying consistent. So the thing that I was asking you about was, well, man, what if I just do a two week mini cut and then I go on my vacation and then go back to maintenance. Um, so that that's, I think one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to probably do for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So let's, so let's back up here. So you did a 12 week weight loss. Yep. And then, and then you maintenance for how long? Four weeks now. I think. Four weeks. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so like you're right, the, the ratio, like anywhere from like a, the third to a half of the amount of the length of your diet plan, it's typically a good spot to have a maintenance. So you're right at that four to six week. Great. So now you're kind of in this like holding pattern two weeks out, right? Like two weeks, you're most likely gonna, you'll probably lose some body fat, but most likely you're gonna, you're gonna push water out, right? You're going to get rid of the bloating. Now, that being said, as quick as it goes, it's going to be able to come back pretty quickly. So that's kind of the double-edged sword, right? Um, but it's not like it's going to reshoot you back up. So what I would do is like where your, your macros are at and mini cuts, they can be a little more aggressive because we have a mini time frame to do it, right? So in like this two-week span, you know, maybe it's like three, four pounds, maybe even five if, if we're counting, like you're probably going to lose some water, right? You're going to, yeah. you're a bigger guy. So you losing five pounds isn't the same as somebody's who's 120. So what I would do is wherever your macros are at now, 
or if you remember your macros from the last week of your diet, mm -hmm. I would like, do you remember what your macros were at the week? So last week? I, I think it was, so it was about 195 grams of protein, okay. about 50 grams of fat. And okay. dude, my, my carbs weren't crazy during my diet. Um, but I think, I think on a normal day, non-workout days, I was doing about 140 on carbs. And on workout days, it was probably like 170, 180. Okay. So what I would do is, right, because you, you want to keep your protein high. You don't ever want to strip that down. You do have to have fat in your diet because yeah. like with hormone And that was cutting, by the way. That's not maintenance. Just yeah, yeah. So that and that's that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I would I would really just touch the carbs, right? And mm -hmm. and this is where people like they go super low carb. Yeah, it works, but mm -hmm. it will it will backfire if you stay in it for too long. So what I think like if you went down to like the, you know, one ten, one forty, or like one twenty, one forty, right? That's cutting out you know on your workout days or not working. That's cutting out like two hundred or three hundred calories per day from the bottom of your last week of diet phase, right? So it's like a little more aggressive than your last week of the diet. I think if you, if you did that, you know, and then you could always see, okay, where are you at there? After that first week, you could push it even more. The only catch is going to be when you go on vacation, right? Understand that like, if, if you go back and you kind of come back to these maintenance level numbers, you'll be pretty good. Like you're going to, you might gain slowly a little bit back over that week or however long you're going to be back to the maintenance. But if it turns into a free for all, right. Yeah. Then it, then it, so what I would think like when you're, when you're on the vacation, right. How it's vacation, enjoy it. Right. But you can still do little steps. Like you can still make sure you're staying hydrated, you yeah. know, like, you know, you can still have healthier meals throughout. If you're going to be drinking, you can, you know, have fun, have your big meal. Um, and the great thing is, is that you can't erase what you've accomplished in 16 weeks in one week. Yeah. It might feel like it when you get back, but just as quickly as you gain that weight, you're probably going to lose a lot of it when you come back from Mexico. Yeah. And the better thing is then now you've had your fun. Now we're going to go into another eight week piece where we're going to progressively cut. Yeah. Right. And you're ready to go. And that's kind of why we can, we can have this ebb and flow Right. Because over time, when we look back, you know, a year from now or whatever, six months from now, you're just your weight's kind of like this and it, but it's slowly trending down. Right. Yep. And that's what's cool about the app is you can track that. So to recap the next two weeks, I keep your exercise high. I would uh, cut your, your calories. I mean, your carbs down maybe by like 30 to 50 a day based yep. on the workout day, which will get you down about, 150 to 200 calories. And then if you're finding it very difficult, like you're just always hungry there, yep. you could also increase, like I know you're going to the gym a little more, but you could always just do like 15 minutes every day of like an incline walk and elliptical and just get a yep. little more burn, but don't replace that burn with any food. Just kind of that's extra bonus loss. Yep. That makes sense. So that that, sense. That, no. that's how I would attack it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then like, look, for me, I think this two week thing is just to, to help me break even after the vacation, right? Because like you said, yeah. I'll still lose it. But mentally, right? Like I'm, if, if I don't do this, I feel like I'll come back and be like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I'm up again. So and, this and would I, at least help me break even, you know? And I get like, I, after uh, New Year's, I had a, I was in a bulk phase. I had a four week mini cut because I had like a photo shoot coming up. 
And I understood like, listen, I'm going to lose weight very quickly. It was pretty aggressive. I lost like, I think six to eight pounds in like three and a half weeks. Um, it was pretty difficult. And then I gained most of it back, but I was okay with it. Cause I was like, listen, I know this isn't my main key focus here. So yeah. if people are listening to this, uh, I'm not telling people to go out there and try and crash diet for two weeks or three weeks, but if you do it great, but just understand it's going to be a little bit of work coming back. Um, but you've already built the habits of learning how to, to diet for 12 weeks. So now we're just going to do it again. Yeah, man. Excited. Cool. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming out here. Um, guys, if you are at all interested in the, the app that we talked about or anything, you can go to rp.app uh, slash coach slash shape to fit, save some cash on anything they got there. Um, anything you want to add? No, man. You know, I think, well, thank you. First of all, um, I think this is, this has been a great journey. I think I definitely changed my lifestyle. I'm excited to see where, where we go from here. Uh, Cause we're still in the middle of it, right? I'm, I'm actually looking forward to my first, I know people after a time don't like the bulking periods because you get tired of eating, but I'm kind of looking forward to the first time that I can bulk. Yeah. Um, so super excited about, you know, what the future holds. And I think a lot of, a lot of this is, is due to all of the, the good advice that you've given me. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thanks for, uh, for being a part of it and my coaching journey. And, uh, and thanks for jumping on. I'm, I'm really I was excited when you asked to do this because uh, your story is super relatable to a lot of people. And it's one thing to hear me talk about it. It's another thing to hear somebody who's done it and doesn't, isn't a trainer or somebody who can work out all the time, do it and have the success you did. So great. Cool, brother. All right. Well, uh, go enjoy your Friday and uh, two weeks and then you're on vacation. Uh -huh.